It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is April 23rd, 2021. My name is Philip Rossman. I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Just follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, uh, we're going to learn the difference between Learning and being abjectly terrible um, because that's what the Magic were Thursday and the loss to the New Orleans Pelicans. We'll go over that loss and why even in a world where, you know, tanking is acceptable and, and losing is, accept, is expected but not accepted, why Thursday's game was just the worst. We'll get into all that coming up here in just a minute. Before we do any of that, I do want to remind you to go check out all the great podcasts on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Best search you can every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the New Orleans Pelicans? Check out our friends at Locked On Pelicans. Want to get ready for Sunday's game against the Indiana Pacers? Check out Locked On Pacers. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or college too, there is a Locked On podcast for you. To search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. I wouldn't even look at the stat sheet. Uh, the guy that I just told the players that I was most impressed with was Chasen. Thought he played well. He was into the game. He knew the game plan. He knew what we had worked on uh, to get ready for the game. I thought he defended on every trip. He's the only guy. He's the only guy. Um, And that's what I just told the team. This, obviously, it's a different challenge, you know, where, uh, you know, basically in a lot of ways we're playing younger guys in games that, for the standings aren't meaningful, but they need to be meaningful to us. And that wasn't, they weren't tonight. We had guys out there worrying about numbers uh, who actually on the stat sheet, if, as I look at it, look okay and were terrible. Terrible. Not not bad, terrible. And this whole thing is about getting better and making progress, okay? And not about a guy that made one exciting play and was awful the rest of the game. Because there were a bunch of those guys out there tonight. And it's not okay. It's not okay. Not if this is what we say it's for, which is to develop good players. And that's what we're going to do. I just told them, they know. We've actually worked hard in practice. We've had good attitudes. Hopefully it's one of those nights, if you believe in that stuff. Uh, Good NBA players don't believe in that. But that's what we'll call it, one of those nights. But it's not okay, and we have 13 times to try to make it better. But on a night like this, and we've had a couple of these, nobody gets better tonight. Nobody gets better. Some guys' stats might improve, 
but nobody got better in my opinion except for him because he was the only one that I saw that had the right kind of attitude that would allow him to improve. Okay? Thank you. That was Magic Coach Steve Clifford after Thursday's 135-100 to loss in the New Orleans Pelicans. You know, typically I would start with a recap of the game and we'll get to a little bit of a recap of what happened, but that's a pretty huge mission statement uh, for what the Magic are trying to accomplish here in the last 13 games. That is a huge... Uh, just kind of directive for who this Magic team wants to be and how they want to grow um, over the final 13 games of the season. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, y'all know me from interacting, from me talking on the show. I don't subscribe to tanking as a strategy. Um, you know, I've sat here and I've tried to explain and I've tried to explain to several people that I accept and understand that this team is going to lose a lot of games. Steve Clifford is as hard driving as a coach as anyone out there. And he said in that statement, you know, that he knows. He knows they're not going to win a lot of games. He knows these games don't have meaning for the standings. He knows the playoffs are not happening. But there's still something to gain from these games. There's still something that this team has to learn. There are still ways for this team to get better. And look, if none of the players on the Magic right now, if none of the players on the team right now were going to be part of this team moving forward, if none of these players, if the Magic were starting completely from scratch next year and everyone on the team was expendable, it'd be so what? Yes, I get it. The Magic played Thursday without Wendell Carter, who is probably the best player on the team. The Magic played, are playing... A second unit with Robert Franks, Dante Hall, Chasen Randall, Devin Kennedy, and a rookie in R.J. Hampton. That's a G League team. I, I, I'm not sitting here pretending the Magic were going to win Wednesday's game or Thursday's game. Just like I'm not sitting here pretending the Magic were going to win any of the other games before them. All that I'm asking is that the team compete. That the team give themselves a chance. Like even Tuesday. Tuesday we knew there was, you know, Coach, coach admitted there was, you know, maybe two four-minute stretches where the Magic just didn't have it. And frankly, those were times that the bench were in. Who cares? Like, those guys, like, no offense to any of them. Chase and Randall had a good game, as Steve Clifford said. Who cares? <laughs> That's not the future of the team. But to sit here and say and accept that this 35-point loss, this loss where the team played with such little effort, such little precision, where the team is continuing to make the same mistakes, I don't care who is out I don't care who is not playing. There's still a baseline that you have to get to. And look, there are important players on this roster right now. Cole Anthony is super important. They got to get RJ Hampton in some real lineups because RJ Hampton is really important. Mo Bamba, you know, it's not hard to see the subtweeting of Mo Bamba, but he wasn't the only one. He ends up with 17 points and, and 12 rebounds. It looks like a really nice game for him, but he was terrible. Missing open shots, just not playing with a ton of energy, getting beat up on the glass, overcommitting to ball handlers. And again, it's not just him. It's, it was a lot of guys playing poor defense. The backside rotation has been terrible all year long since the trade deadline. And this is what's going to happen. You're going to get out there, go out there and get embarrassed. Losing, winning or losing, like, look, I've sat here and said, 
when the Magic have an opportunity to win, I expect them to win. I'm, I'm going to hold them to that standard. Win games. Try and win games. Put yourself in a position to win games. And when you hit those opportunities, win them. Mo Bamba said it after the game. I'll probably play the clip here in a second. I, I'm kind of ranting a little bit now. Mo Bamba said it after the game. We've been in close games where our youth showed. And if you're losing because you lose games late because your youth shows, that's called learning. Do better the next time. See the new situation. Get better the next time. The problem with the magic right now is they're not getting better at basic things. And that doesn't need your top players. That doesn't need veteran players. There are basic things that the Magic have. That doesn't even need practice time. You've got to be able, in this league, to work without practice. Because while, yes, there is less practice time now than ever before, and certainly less practice time because of the pandemic and and the, and the, the health and safety restrictions and because of the trade deadline and all that stuff, a lot of this stuff is stuff NBA players have to do. And whether it's the veterans not showing the way, whether it's Clifford not getting the message across, or whether it's just young players just not knowing what the hell they're doing, the Magic have to be better. Their defense has been poor since the beginning, uh, since the trade deadline. They've been giving up open threes and open shots in the paint. They've been unable to rebound. Their offense is going to suck. But they're letting their shooting, their poor shooting, affect the rest of their effort and their energy. Remember back when they played well right after the trade deadline? Where's that energy? Where's that effort? Where's that desire to prove a lot of people wrong? Where's the pride in this team? And look, young teams let go of the rope quicker than veteran teams. And veterans who aren't fully invested let go of the rope quicker than that. Steve Clifford was absolutely right. Um, Thursday, the Magic were hunting for their numbers. A lot of them got it. There were some good things. I'm not going to sit here and say that there weren't good things, but there were a lot of bad things. A lot of bad things that have to be corrected. And yes, it starts It starts with the Magic starting center and Mo Bamba. Kind of the poster child for how bad things were last night. Yeah, I think the biggest issue tonight was uh, just being out so many points in the paint. That's on me. I'm a backline defender. I'm the five-man. At the end of the day, I got to protect the paint. Um, the issue for us is, is rebound. It's also on me. Uh, I want to send five guys to the defensive class, but at the end of the day, I got to be that anchor to go out there and try to grab every blunt. Um, and offensively, we just need to play with more of a purpose. We need to move the ball. We don't have a guy who you know, can go out there and score 25 you know, a night. We never, we never had a, a guy like that here. Um, and just go and just get his own shot whenever, I, as far as like an isolation. The ball movement team, and we're a talk team defensively. It's, it's really easy to diagnose a problem, of course, in hindsight, and it's, it's much more difficult to fix the problem. Again, Mo is Mo's a smart guy. Um, he is not, you know, not someone who doesn't get it. Um, it's just whether you have the ability to fix it, whether you have the ability to do what you say you're going to do. And that's the challenge for the Magic right now. They are reminded constantly that they are a talk team, that they're a team that has to play together, that has just this small margin for error, and, and that, that's okay. Like, again, wins and losses don't matter so much as the way that you play and, and how you play and how those important players play and how well you stick to the game plan, um, how well you compete. And again, 
that's not what happened Thursday. You're going to get beat. There's good teams out there. The Magic, you know, are going to need a really special night to beat really good teams. They're going to need solid nights to beat bad teams. Even they're just they're just that bad, and 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 that's okay. That's how I mean, frankly, that's how this team's designed. They're going to lose plenty of games if you're worried about lottery position. Um, the Magic are the Magic are sinking and sinking fast. But if this team, if this team is going to be something beyond this year, if this team is going to be a team that is going to grow into a playoff team. Something has to change now. Something has to change in the way that this group approaches things and the way that they execute and play on the court, the way they deal with adversity. These are all learning moments for a young team. And we saw in the Rob Hannigan era, we saw in those early days, how quickly things can go off the rails, how quickly guys who are playing for themselves, who don't have belief in what they're doing, can just drift away, even if they are super talented. Because I can tell you, the Rob Hennigan teams were more talented than this team is today, but they also played a lot, but they've also played a lot worse than this team has played. Like this team, this team ain't gonna win as many games as that that team. That this team can play harder. This team can do a lot, can can still compete in a way that that team sometimes struggled to do. It's, again, what do you want to be remembered as? How are we going to remember? I mean, this season's already an abject failure. Don't get me wrong. Uh, this was a playoff bu- or bust season, and the Magic busted. And they reset because of it. But the Magic have to be better. They have to make these games valuable. They have to get put in pressure situations, and they have to overcome that pressure, or show at least hints of overcoming that pressure. Again, go back and look at those early rebuild teams. Victor Oladipo had big games that got you excited. And honestly, like people say they're excited about this young group. I'm not going to lie. I'm not excited about this young group. All I see are a bunch of young players who don't know what the hell they're doing. I don't see a guy that's going to transform this team. Chuma's done some exciting things. But right now, he's in the middle of a ridiculously bad shooting slump. And... He's not a guy that I think can take over games, or he hasn't shown that ability to this point. I like Jonathan Isaac, and I like Markel Fultz a lot, but guess what, guys? Those aren't scores. Fultz is going to help organize this team a little bit, and I think that'll help a ton. Isaac is, is going to help a lot with the defense for sure, but a lot of the same problems are going to exist, and I've said this before, and I will say it again. My discomfort with what the Magic did at the trade deadline, as necessary as it might have been, is that it relies wholly on winning the lottery. What happens if the Magic finish fifth? What happens if the Magic get the sixth pick? What happens if the Bulls pick doesn't convey this year? What happens if the Magic are out of the lottery and the Bulls are picking first or second or third or fourth? Way too much of this is reliant on luck. And as much as, much as the odds may be in the Magic's favor, especially now that they're in line to get have one of the worst records in the league and have the best odds at winning the lottery, you know, among those bottom three teams. And that gets you a 52% chance, I believe, of being in the top four. The Magic's future is coming down to a coin flip at that point. Really, really think about that. The Magic's future is going to come down to a coin flip. And if they lose that coin flip, what's left? 
If the Magic lose that coin flip, what is left? The team that we're watching now. And so if you think that these last 13 games don't mean anything, if these 13 games have no meaning whatsoever and the results are completely meaningless, you're wrong. This is where we're going to build the 2022 team. And it's either going to be something to be excited about or it's going to be more of this. And frankly, that is unacceptable. Make something of these last 13 games. We'll talk a little bit more specifically about the game and go through the box score here coming up in just a moment. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This year, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live. Get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft April 29th to May 1st. We're actually planning an NBA Draft podcast coming up next week, too, to line up with the NFL Draft as well. So get excited for that. I'm actually recording it today, so so it'll be it'll be in, in my back pocket for Thursday. So get 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 very excited for that. We'll get more to the NBA draft and a lot more coming in the in the coming weeks. We are gonna take these games seriously because they are learning opportunities. They are opportunities for this young team to uh, get better and be prepared for next season. Because yeah, I mean, I, I think you never enter a season thinking that you're not going to make the playoffs and um, you know, again, we will see what happens in the offseason. There's still a lot of moving pieces, but we do want to take every game as seriously as we can uh, and, and ask ourselves, how does this team get better? How does this team improve? Uh, you know, I I thought that the Magic played poorly overall. Um, I thought they let go of the rope completely. I thought that there were just struggles throughout the course of the roster, but it, it didn't start out that way. Um, it honestly felt like the early parts of the game, New Orleans was kind of lazing their way through it. Um, it felt like they were sleepwalking a little bit, and while they were doing plenty of things that caused concern, the Magic were hanging around. Um, you know, I thought Orlando, especially early in the first quarter, uh, you know, I kind of tweeted out earlier, early in the game, like, if the Magic want any chance to win this game, they got to win the first six minutes. They got to be in the game. They got to get that belief early, and, and that's going to be, I think, key throughout the course of the rest of the season. If the Magic are going to win games, if the Magic are going to be competitive, they can't fall down early. They've got to come in with the right effort and intensity and energy early. I wouldn't say the Magic had the right intensity or energy early, um, but they were doing better things. They were more active defensively. They were getting turnovers. Um, again, I felt like New Orleans kind of lazed into the game. Um, they, they just kind of slept, walked through it. Brandon Ingram got whatever shot he wanted. Um, some of that's just the Magic's lack of size. Steven Adams was still attacking the glass, but the Magic were able to find ways to just kind of stay in the game. Um, they're able to hit enough shots to keep them honest and stay in the game, but that quickly dissipated, especially when the team broke the lineup. Um, New Orleans really pulled away in the second quarter, taking a 15-point lead. Um, the point Zion lineups really gave the Magic a lot of problems. Uh, again, Chumo Kiki is a solid defender, but a rookie uh, and, and one that is not going to be able to handle Zion Williamson very effectively. 
Mo Bamba just got destroyed in the paint, um, both on the offensive glass as well as just de- just defensive awareness. Um, the Magic just need to play with more energy. Again, you look at how on fire the Magic were playing on that West Coast trip when they when the trades first happened. That fire is completely gone, um, and the Magic need to play that way. I mean, I mean, th- again, we said it after the Magic beat the Clippers that night. Energy and effort gets you halfway in the door. Um, energy and effort. If you play with more effort and energy than the other team, you have a chance. The other stuff can fall into place, but you got to bring the effort to start with, especially when you're playing with a talent deficit like the Magic are playing at, especially when you're playing without so many key players like the Magic are playing at and playing playing without. And and again, the Magic just... They're, they're young. They're going to make young mistakes, and you accept those as long as you learn from them. Um, but again and again and again, I mean, I think the Pelicans had, what, 45 points in the second quarter? They just ripped the Magic apart. It was just too easy. There was no resistance. There was no paint presence. Again, that's a lot on Mo Bamba, to be, perf- to be frank. Um, there was just do- nothing the Magic do to stop him. And again, I, I don't want to put it all on Mo. Um, Mo did, I wouldn't say Mo played well, and-, and-, and I think he overcommitted to the ball a lot. The guards weren't good either. The guards just were not able to navigate the screens that Pelicans were setting. Um, you know, Chuma, Chuma had a few ideas on how to stop Zion. Again, who does have any ideas to stop Zion? Um, but the Magic just didn't execute their game plan well, and it was all over the roster. It was everyone on the roster. And again, just competing and playing with a little bit of effort and energy, that's half the battle for this team, um, to be perfectly frank. Um, not Robert Franks, but to be perfectly frank. That's half the battle for this team. They've got to play with some energy. And, uh, you know, again, it, it was 15, 16, 17 at halftime. And you just, you just you could just feel how defeated the team was. That they're down big again. Um, again, it's, it, it, you, the fight's got to be there. Uh, you know, even if you're down, I mean, this team is, needs a lot of things to go right. I mean, you, you heard me say it throughout the course of the season. The Magic have like five or six things they need to do every game if they want a chance to win. And they, they, they have to do four or five of them to win. The Magic right now probably have like, what, five or six things they need to do, and they need to do all six. That's how small the margin for error is. So again, we're not entering these games expecting the Magic are going to win many of them. But we still want to see them compete. And again, like number one, A, one, you know, in all caps, circled and underlined and all that stuff to emphasize it, is play with energy. There is no game right now where the Magic should be outworked. And consistently, the Magic are getting outworked. That's the bottom line. That's what happened in this game. The Pelicans kicked the Magic around, and the Magic put up no resistance against it. That that let's let's be perfectly frank. Let's be perfectly correct here. Um, that's how you lose by thirty-five. That's how you trail by forty-two in a game. Like again, we're not sitting here saying the Magic are going to compete and be in every game. There's just going to be some games where the Magic just don't have it or don't have enough. But they should have enough to compete. They should have enough to stay at least within striking distance to make them think a little bit. Again, the loss of the Hawks on Tuesday, they made mistakes. There are things they got to clean up. There are things they got to be better at. But essentially, that game they lost because they had eight bad minutes. I can live with eight bad minutes. It's a college team. They could play 40. I can live if the reason the Magic lose games is they just have one bad stretch in the game, typically with their bench out there, which again, if their bench plays poorly, that's not the end of the world to me. If that's the reason they lose a game or lose by 15, fine. That's that's okay. I can live with that. 
if they're losing games because everyone's not trying, if they're losing games by 35, 40 points, that's just plainly unacceptable. There's nothing you can fix besides the very basic things, the things that are just so intrinsic to a team winning. Effort, energy. Those things shouldn't be questioned with this team. So we're going to go over the box score here in a little bit, um, trying to try and put this game to rest. Um, but again, just an unacceptable uh, and terrible loss for the Orlando Magic. Today's podcast is brought to you by our pals at Built Bar. The Magic needs some energy, and you probably need some energy about now too. I'm recording this here at about 12.45. You're probably about midway through your day. Maybe you're taking a late lunch. Maybe lunch wasn't enough on this Friday. So go get some energy. Go get a protein bar that delivers everything you need in really almost half the calories that you might find from a protein bar that you get at the store. Built Bar is even more delicious than ever, coming in 18 amazing flavors like cookies and cream, which is delicious. German chocolate, which is delicious. Salted caramel, which is delicious. Double chocolate, but you get it. It's delicious. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate and soft and easy to chew. They're great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, many of them under 150 calories per bar, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for keto diets. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey is happening now. Featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason Lockenfora, and Brian Baldinger. Our local experts for every team making trades and picking the next stars of their team. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Steve Clifford said to throw out the box score. We're going to do something close to that. We're going to go through it and point out where the box score doesn't quite reflect reality. Um, as the Orlando Magic fall to the New Orleans Pelicans, 135-100. to um, I'm going to start with the guys that I thought did play well. Um, I, I'll disagree a little bit with, with Coach Clifford. I thought that there were some good moments from the team. I didn't think it was all bad completely. Um, Cole Anthony, I thought, was the best player on the floor for the Orlando Magic. 14 points, 6 for 13, shooting 2 for 4 from beyond the arc. Two rebounds, just three assists. Um, I thought that he, I mean, I have been really impressed with Cole Anthony since he came back from his injury. Um, I know the shooting percentages aren't quite there yet. But I really like the way that he's controlled the pace of the game. His pick-and-roll play, especially, has gotten a lot better. He's doing a much better job um, changing pace within his drives and keeping uh, keeping defenders off balance. Um, so I, I've been really, really impressed with him. He had a good shooting game overall. Um, I thought in the third quarter, he started trying to force things to try and get the Magic back into the game. Um, you know, I had this thought, you know, like, we, we expect Cole Anthony to be this great scorer, to be potentially a great scorer. Um, the thing that I want to see from him, and this is why, again, you, you got to learn something uh, over the course of these games. I want to see Cole Anthony have like a 25, 30-point game. I want to see if he has that potential. And, and again, my pessimism about this group, I kind of go against the grain a little bit on this. 
My pessimism in this group is that I don't see like a 30-point score on the floor right now. Um, you know, it just feels like the Magic are really starting completely from scratch, and I'm not super excited about that, to be perfectly honest. Because, I, again, I, I, I am of the, I don't trust the lottery. Um, the Magic's future, again, is down to a coin flip. And I don't like that as a position that team's going to be in. Now, like, Marco Fultz, Jonathan Isaac coming back is going to help a ton. Um, but they're young players, too, and they're coming off of injury. And so, you know, some of these guys that are on the floor now have to be leaders. And I think it's asking a lot for a rookie like Cole Anthony to be a leader. Um, you know, I think he plays better when he's got someone like Mike, Michael Carter-Williams next to him. Um, you know, Gary Harris... Gary Harris, you know, 11 points, 3-for-8 shooting, 2-for-2 two two from beyond the arc, 3-for-4. Like, he helps his team stay organized, but he isn't going to force his way into anything. Uh, you know, maybe he's forcing some shots or, or some shots around the rim. Uh, there, there's part of me that doesn't feel like he's super engaged with what the team is doing right now. Um, you know, again, he's just out there trying to prove that he's healthy, which I think he's largely doing. Uh, but I think that I think that this team, I mean, veterans are going to help this team a ton, and there just aren't enough of them. I, I do want to see Cole Anthony take a little bit more leadership and ownership. Again, that, that leader, there's a leadership vacuum on this team, especially without Michael Carter-Williams and James Ennis and Terrence Ross on the floor. Someone has to fill it, and it, it, honestly, it should be Cole Anthony, even even though he is still a very, very limited player. I thought he played well. Uh, I've been very pleased with how he's played over the course of the last few, few games. Um, I also thought RJ Hampton did a lot of good things. 10 points, 5 for 13 shooting, 3 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals, uh, and a block. When he's out in the open floor, he's really, really good. Um, you know, again, like, and, and I'm looking at this box score now. The Magic only had four turnovers in the game. Jeez, that's that's really, really good. I mean, to get beat by 35 in a game where you only had four turnovers, like, that means you're doing something terribly wrong defensively. But um, nevertheless, um, RJ Hampton, I thought, did some really good things. When he's when he's able to get out in transition uh, and has an open floor, he does a lot of really good things. And, you know, I think... I think one thing we will see is we will see Steve Clifford shift the offensive and defensive schemes over the offseason, kind of study the team, what they do well. Um, right now, they're running all the stuff from the previous group, uh, and 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 I, honestly, their talent level doesn't fit that. Um, and, and again, some of it is just they have to do stuff on the fly, and they're not running all the same plays, but it's the same sets and the same basic principles. And obviously, this I mean, again, this team isn't built for that group, and they, they just can't do much different on the fly. There's just not enough practice time. These are young guys. They, they can't. You can't throw too much at them. They got to master uh, things at a very basic level. And so, again, I, I think a point that I made here on the podcast before is the Magic need to find one thing they're really good at and just be really good at that one thing. Don't worry about anything else. Just be really good at one thing, uh, and, and you can grow from there. And again, I think that's that's something the Magic are struggling with. Hampton is really good in transition, so I'd like to see the Magic try and push out and transition a little bit more with him in there, especially. But again, that starts with the Magic defending, and the Magic just aren't defending at a high enough level to get to that. Um, Hampton made some nice highlight plays, if that's what Steve Clifford was referring to in his bite that we played at the beginning of the show. Um, I, I still think he did some good things. I think he's, a, you know, I like that he's confident enough to shoot. Um, I think his defense is better than he's getting credit for. He's just being put in a lot of really bad defensive positions. Devin Kennedy uh, led the team in scoring with 17 points, 7 for 11 shooting, 3 for 5 from beyond the arc, most of that at the end of the game. So again, don't, not sure how much we can take from that. Jason Randall had 10 points, 3 for 8 shooting, 2 for 4 from beyond the arc. Of note, minus 2 in the game, the only Magic player with a plus-minus in the single digits. Probably why Steve Clifford pointed him out as someone who did the right things throughout the course of the game. Again, take take plus individual plus-minus at your own risk. Mo Bamba also had 17 points, added 12 rebounds, including five offensive rebounds, two blocks, six for 15 shooting, two for seven from beyond the arc. Um, that looks like a really nice game on paper, to be perfectly honest. If you didn't watch this game, 
you probably would have thought like, oh, Mo had a great game. He started, played a career-high 27 minutes. That's that's a good sign for Mo. No, stop it. Um, most of those points came with the game out of reach. Most of those rebounds especially came with the game out of reach. Steven Adams did not play in the second half. Um, the mag- Mo's, t- Mo's just bad. I'm sorry. Like, he just, he was not good enough. Um, he's supposed to be a good rim protector and a good shot blocker. He provides no presence in the paint. No one is afraid to drive at him. Um, even if you get your shot blocked, he's just not able to get himself back into rebounding position to rebound um, and, and challenge a second shot. Uh, you know, he's still thinking way too much out there. He's not reacting. He, and, 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 and then again, like, he's just over committing to the ball. He's trying to make big plays when he just needs to make the simple plays. The Pelicans were perfectly happy to leave him open. I think he, he missed seven of his first eight shots um, and a lot, a lot of open threes. And that's supposed to be the one thing that he can do. And, you know, I just, I walked out of the game, just asked myself, what is Mo good at right now? Um, and, and I think that's, again, a lot of this Magic team right now, focus on what you're good at, focus on something you can do and just be good at that. Um, I'm, I'm not seeing what Mo's good at right now, and I, I think that's a that's a huge problem for him, obviously, and that's a huge problem for the team as they're constructed right now. Chima Okiki, uh, his shooting slump continues. Four points, one for 12 shooting, 0 for 4 from beyond the arc, five rebounds, two assists. His shot selection is, as, is still good. Um, I don't think he's forcing anything. I think he's just missing open shots right now. Um, whether he's hit the rookie wall, um, I don't know. Um, I, I, that would be my suspicion, or that would be my hope, that it's just a rookie wall and that he'll burst through it at some point. Um, but it's been a struggle for Chumo Kiki, and again, the Magic just have so few options. They can't have a guy missing 11 shots. It's, it's, it's that simple. Um, you know, Again, he makes, let's say, five more of those. That's 10 points off a 35-point lead. Maybe that doesn't really matter, but maybe in the moment that does. Maybe that stops a fast break. Maybe that leads to the team getting set defensively. I mean, maybe that leads to him feeling a little bit better and more confidently to defend Zion Williamson. Who knows? Um, the Magic just, again, not getting what they need from him. Uh, Orlando shoots 36.7% from the floor, 13 for 36 from beyond the arc, 15 for 19 from the foul line. They do get 13 offensive rebounds, which is nice. Only turn the ball over four times, um, so some good stuff there. 13 assists on 36 goal goals, though, is a huge problem. Magic just really not moving the ball effectively at all. New Orleans, in scoring 135 points, shoots 55.6% from the floor, 12 for 28 from beyond the arc, so it wasn't even three-pointers that killed the Magic. 23 for 26 from the foul line as the Magic continue to foul a lot. 12 offensive rebounds leading to 18 second chance points for the Pelicans. 29 for Brandon Ingram. 23 for Zion Williamson. Steven Adams in a half scores 12 points and grabs 9 rebounds. Um, Eric Bledsoe with 15, including 5 for 7 from beyond the arc. He was the one guy that really killed the Magic from deep. The Orlando Magic falls in the New Orleans Pelicans 135 to 100. They'll take on the Indiana Pacers on Sunday and then the Los Angeles Lakers on Monday in their final Multi-game homestand of the season. Just five home games remaining for the Orlando Magic. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You can, of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Hit your tune in Himmel, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places on the podcast. Your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. And, of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at OMagicDaily. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Dealing, Locked On Magic, this has been Phil Ross and Mike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.